You're listening to the 1208 Podcast from 1208 Greenwood Free Methodist Church in downtown Jackson, Michigan. on inner healing, more or less, talking about cleansing sacred space. Our first week, we talked about cleansing buildings, geographical locations, because throughout the Bible, it's kind of weird, but you do seem to have spiritual things attached to geographical places. And that has also been seen even in the modern history with certain strange events and all kinds of things. Or if you just want to think less strange, Um, Sometimes there's like specific revivals that pour out of God in specific places. Even throughout history, we have them named after those places sometimes, like a Zusa Street revival. It's almost like a special blessing in an area, things like that. So our first week, we talked about cleansing this building. We talked about cleansing us as our community as we continue to try to be a light in the darkness here in this corner of Jackson. Last week, we talked about Well, we set the groundwork to kind of cleanse inner space of ourselves because the Bible says that we are temples of God. And so what we did last week, if you missed it, uh, we set the stage to help you learn how to create an inner sacred room to meet with God. I know that sounds weird, but it's more or less like creating a daydream where you can then bring Jesus into the picture. I got some emails from some of you. Sorry, I didn't respond. I forgot. Uh, But some of you just said like that it was a really powerful time for you to really engage with the Holy Spirit. I'd love to hear your stories. Uh, I think it would be powerful for everyone else to hear it too. If anybody ever wants to do that, let me know and I'll leave the space for that. Um, But otherwise, uh, last week we just spent time creating a sacred space in our minds to then bring Jesus into it and meet with him. Uh, This would be like the power of like a a day vision as opposed to a night vision, as opposed to like a dream. So that was what we did last week. Uh, That method is going to continue to be helpful, I think, throughout this series. So you might want to go back to that message on the podcast. Kayla has reminded me that I forgot to upload it this week. So um, on the podcast coming soon in the next uh, night or two. Uh, We'll have last week's message up there so that you can learn what we're talking about and practice it yourself. But today we're going to talk about cleansing inner space by talking about forgiveness, which is everybody's favorite topic, right? Forgiveness. You know, Jesus had a very uh, strong focus on forgiveness, like to the point that it's unsettling. (laughs) We don't like to forgive. It is very much in our human nature to hold on to things and to be angry about them, to let that continue to grow inside of us until it becomes violence or acting out or trying to get revenge or trying to one-up another person. That's the way that humanity likes to work. Maybe you have a spot in your life that is constantly about unforgiveness, and maybe you never realized it was quite that. Maybe it's like, maybe driving, right? For some of us, driving is all about unforgiveness. I can't believe that person cut me off again. I'm just going to ride their butt just a little bit to kind of make a point. Yeah, maybe freak them out a little bit. Or maybe I'm just going to be passive aggressive and yell in my car. Or as they drive by, I'm just going to glare at them a little more deeply than usual. 
whatever the case may be, uh, there are many spaces where we are especially hardened in our hearts towards forgiving others. Uh, but that space for a lot of people comes with emotional damage that's been done to us. In fact, it seems weird to have to forgive emotional damage that's been done to us, especially when we're innocent of that emotional damage, right? And there's lots of stories where people have been persecuted by other people and they've done nothing wrong. And then they read their Bibles and they realize that they're supposed to forgive that person. You might think to yourself, well, I could forgive them if I see that I did something wrong, but I'm supposed to forgive them even, even if I did nothing wrong in it and I'm just like purely being abused? Well, the answer is found in the cross because we have a Savior who did absolutely nothing wrong. Hebrews says that he never sinned. He never did anything wrong. And yet we killed him, we hung him on a cross, and still... He forgave us for it. See, when that's like your ultimate like peak of your gospel story, or at least one of the peaks of the gospel story, well, that makes its point pretty firm. If Jesus can forgive us for killing him despite the innocence that he held in that moment, then we too have to forgive others, which Jesus was alarmingly about. He was constantly talking about it in ways that were very in your face and very passionate. Jesus, I feel like if I was to summarize his words on forgiveness, it would be forgive always. I don't care what happens to you and do it quickly. And that's hard for us to process. I mean, some of us, we go to counseling sessions for years before we finally get to the point where we feel like we have fully forgiven someone for something that they did to us. And some of us, we sometimes get so hardened that we can hang on to the smallest things that happen. And sometimes you can see that in a person. You see the way in which you know before you've met them, like I just got to say the wrong things and and trigger them and and that will be explosive. (laughs) But Jesus comes and says, forgive And that threw off the disciples too. Forgive. Like how many times are we supposed to forgive? Like, you know, seven? And Jesus is like, no, seven times 70. And you think the disciples were probably doing math? Oh, so 490 times? Got it. Okay, 490 times. That's a lot, Jesus. No, guys, my point is not a math equation. My point is no matter how many times someone sins against you, you forgive them. Now, that's... 490 times would be a lot of times to forgive someone. (laughs) Jesus' point was not stay in an abusive situation, but Jesus' point was no matter what someone does to you, forgiveness is the answer. That doesn't mean just being hurt. That doesn't mean staying like in a toxic moment, Uh, but it does mean seeking forgiveness always. And I feel like when you look at what happens in the spiritual realm when you don't forgive, you start to see why Jesus was so adamant about it. Jesus himself said, uh, he said that um, if you let the sun go down on your anger, you give Satan a foothold. And if you ever get involved in deliverance ministry, you will see that that's exactly the case. Something happens, it gets a foothold on you. You let it fester, you let it grow until finally... It takes over your life. 
And your entire life becomes about a moment that you're not even fully aware of anymore. It's like a subconscious thing that has happened. And those moments tend to grow and fester to the point that they just are all-consuming. And the way that it often works in, in the demonic world is unforgiveness. Well, when we get sinned against or we sin, we create garbage. And the longer we hold on to the garbage, the more that attracts rats in the spiritual world. It brings in uh, chances for, like Jesus said, for that foothold to grow until it's so overwhelming that we find ourselves spiritually damaged, emotionally damaged, and physically damaged. I feel like I've seen that in my life. I remember I had a friend who we were very close for the longest time. And then one day, the things were just getting really hard. And suddenly we're constantly fighting. And no matter what I did, no matter to what extent I went to try to fix the situation, even to the point of like practicing Jesus's actual Sermon on the Mount, I know, actually following what Jesus said, (laughs) like blessing my enemies and trying to do those things. Those work temporarily and then just shut down again. And I remember one day I was sitting at the dining room table. I was by myself and I'm just, I'm mad and I feel it growing and I feel it growing. I'm mad and I'm mad and I'm mad. And then I just paused and I just felt this moment like I got to forgive them because that's what Jesus calls me to do. It is hard because I'm like, I've already forgiven them so many times so far. Like, I don't, I don't even necessarily feel like I'm the one who's doing the wrong. I feel like I'm being wronged, which, by the way, is how everybody feels when it comes to forgiveness. Both sides are the ones that are being wronged. That's why we battle so much about it. I remember just I need to forgive. So I just took a deep breath, said out loud, I forgive them. I kid you not, I don't even really know how to say it. I felt something fall off my back. And it's like I could sit up for the first time. I I never noticed to that moment that it was like something was stealing the air in my lungs. Something was crushing me. There was a weight, clearly in a spiritual sense, that I had never even noticed. And when I said those words out loud, I forgive them, my shoulders lifted. It's like, what the heck was that? (laughs) See, sometimes we're carrying baggage that we're not even aware of. And unforgiveness gives the enemy space to oppress us. I know that feels weird and sounds weird, but sometimes that's the way that we have to be woken up to the kinds of things that we're doing. Sometimes God will allow us to feel the weight of our sin, in my case, unforgiveness in that moment, so that the pain will wake us up to say, this isn't right and I need to let it go. And in that moment, that's what I chose. Even though I feel like I've been wronged, even though I feel like they should tell me that they're sorry, I'm just going to forgive them. (sighs) Oh, what was that? fact, in deliverance ministry, you really can't get demons out of people until they're willing to forgive. That's the whole thing. That's like the main nail in deliverance ministry. Okay, so we've realized that something entered your life during this hard moment right here. Will you forgive that person? No, I won't forgive them. 
Okay, then they have a legal right to stay there because Jesus, for whatever reason, is not going to force them out until you're willing to let that go. Legal rights is often the way that deliverance ministry will talk about it. There is a legal right for this thing to be here until you forgive it. That's spiritual warfare. Forgiveness is spiritual warfare. You want to you make demons flee and forgive. Renounce them. Rebuke them. Take the most horrible thing that's ever happened to you and forgive that person. Because that's what Jesus did for you. On the throne is a God of love. And love means forgiveness. And we often get confused on this because that doesn't feel like justice. Forgiveness doesn't feel like justice. But you have to understand, forgiveness is not saying that what happened is okay. A lot of times people say forgive and forget. Absolutely not. You don't forget. Let's say someone's in an abusive uh, relationship. You forgive, but you don't forget. If you forget, you put yourself back in an abusive relationship. They even have these rules in in certain recovery groups. Like you don't go back to an abuser. You can forgive in another way, but you don't go back because you create the space for abuse to happen again. You can forgive from a distance sometimes. Some people you need to forgive are already dead. They're gone. But you can still forgive them right now by releasing them. Because that's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not saying, hey, it's okay. No, what happened was wrong. What happened was not okay. Forgiveness is saying, you did something wrong, you owe me a debt, and I have decided to forgive you, to release you of the debt that you owe to me. Maybe it's helpful to think of it as like a loan, like student loan forgiveness, right? Student loan forgiveness is by all means, The government gave you money and expected you to pay them back. You are not actually in any sense owed forgiveness. You owe them. But forgiveness is, in that case, a government or a loan party saying, despite the fact that you owe us money, we have decided to forgive you your debt. Go and walk in freedom from what you owe. That's what forgiveness is. And in that sense, forgiveness is actually taking that horrible thing that happened and giving it over to God and saying, this isn't right. I know it's not right. And I know you're a God of justice. And I know that as a human being who is prone to violence and prone to hatred and wander uh, and all these kinds of things that God, I'm just going to forgive them as you command me to. I'm going to leave justice in your hands. That's what Paul says, right? As far as it goes for you, never repay evil with evil. But instead, leave it in God's hands. For vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Leave it in God's hand. But as far as it goes for you, let it go. And if you can't let it go, you're going to open yourself up to difficulty. Because that gives the enemy a stronghold. They love to work with unforgiveness. It's one of their favorite things. You may not even really feel ready to forgive someone. Maybe you already have something that's popped in your mind. Yeah, I know exactly what I need to forgive. 
Feelings can come later. You don't have to have the feelings right now. Forgiveness is a declaration of sorts. If a government forgives your loan, they may not feel good about it. (laughs) They may want their money, but the declaration you're forgiven anyways, feelings can come later. In reconciliation, reconciliation is not forgiveness. That's a lot of times what we think forgiveness is. Well, if I fix this situation with this person, then it will be better. And if we truly have forgiven one another, things will be completely fixed. Not always. Sometimes. But reconciliation with another person is a step beyond forgiveness. It is always the hope. But forgiveness is just your job, and reconciliation takes two to tango. Now, I've been in enough situations where I've been willing to forgive, but I can't get to reconciliation because the other party is not willing to go there with me. And I have to step back in those moments and realize I can't be responsible for their actions. But I can pray. I can pray for my enemies. I can pray for those who hate me. I can pray for those who hurt me because Jesus tells me to. If we don't forgive, we continue to create barriers of unforgiveness. And it sounds backwards, but you know what? Forgiveness is also for you. Forgiveness is also for you, and I've seen this even from people who don't believe in God. People who have realized, you know, it's still better to forgive because a lot of times the pain that uh, unforgiveness brings, like it's something I carry. It's like someone hurt me and then I drink poison by hanging on to it. And they realize, like, if I forgive, I don't have to carry that pain anymore. It actually releases me from from all of that. So take a note, even from people who don't believe in God, who have experienced the freedom that forgiveness brings. There's a reason Jesus communicated it. Forgiveness is for you. Because you know what? The other person doesn't care if they're really hardened towards you. If you go up to someone like, guess what? I just want you to know I've forgiven you. They may be like, what did I do wrong? (laughs) They might be like, why would you forgive me? Like, I haven't done anything to you. That moment right there communicates that forgiveness is not all about them. Forgiveness is also about you. In fact, it might be more about you. You're the one who's letting the weight go. You're the one releasing it. And so this becomes one of the biggest elements of inner healing that we need to open our lives to. Because in order to cleanse our own bodies, cleanse our sacred space, there's a lot of things that need to let go of. And today we're talking about the forgiveness of other people. In the upcoming weeks, we're going to be talking about forgiveness of um, ourselves and the forgiveness of God, which I already said while we were worshiping. God can't do anything wrong, so you can't necessarily forgive him. But a lot of people have created scenarios in their minds where they need to um, release themselves from things that they hold against God. So in the upcoming weeks, we'll talk about forgiving ourselves, which if you're like me, I've actually been better at forgiving other people than I've been at forgiving myself. So that's like a whole nother topic. And then we'll also be talking about letting go the things that we hold against God. But today, today is a moment to forgive someone else. 
So while I've been talking, it's possible many of you have already had something come into your mind. I need to deal with this. So take a note from Jesus' book. He said, do it and do it quick. In fact, he said at one point, if you see your brother or sister going up to give an offering, or no, you go up to give an offering, but you then realize you hold something against your brother or sister, go first, be reconciled to them, and then give your offering. I mean, that, that's pretty quick, right? And I, I'm afraid to say to do that because I know a pastor who did that once and said, hey, before you all give your offering today, go and be reconciled to those around you. Let's do what Jesus said. And he realized the longest line in the whole church was to him. So maybe I don't want to say <laughs> do it right now. But let's take a note out of Jesus' book. Let's do it right now. If there's someone in this room that you need to be reconciled to, you need to forgive or ask forgiveness from, do it. If there's someone else, they're outside of this, then now's a good time to start making amends or thinking of how you're going to phrase that. Thinking of how you're going to bring that to them. Now's time to get ready to write that email, get ready to write that text, get ready to to bring all that together. Whatever the case is that God's putting on your heart, it's not time to avoid it. It's not time to ignore it. It's time to break bonds and bring about forgiveness. So, um, time is it? Yeah, we have eight minutes. This is where last week and today collide together. So last week we taught you to create a prayerful space in your mind to meet with Jesus. Even if you missed that message, you can still go listen to it, but it's pretty simple. Create a daydream visual space and then bring Jesus into it. And if that just feels like way too much for you to do right now, then meet with Jesus in the way that you're already used to. You're used to praying and hearing words. You're used to him bringing things to your mind. Basically, at this point, it's pretty simple. You're looking for a memory, something that you didn't even realize you were holding on to. And then telling Jesus to give you the wisdom as to how to um, make amends where possible. But then you also getting the strength to say, I forgive them. And then let that weight go. So I'm going to play guitar for the next few minutes. And while I do that, this is your meditative moment with the Holy Spirit. God loves to talk. <laughs> he especially loves to talk about the things we don't want to talk about. <laughs> God, uh, would you just give me an amazing vision of, of your spectacular love for me? Okay, well, I didn't really feel it, but all right. God, would you show me someone to forgive? Oh, that was instant. Okay, great, cool. Yeah, okay, I'll work through that. So, um, now's your moment. I'll play music for a little bit, and you can take some time to pursue the Holy Spirit in whatever way works best for you right now. You can also, if you find during this time that there's someone you want to go talk to, uh, you can do that. And no judgment if you do.
forgive, forgive always, forgive quickly. These are the rules of Jesus. And therefore, as followers of Jesus, we look to abide by them. Um, maybe God gave you during that time something to forgive. Good news is you can forgive as soon as you are ready. That is in your power, your control, your authority. Someone knows you something, you have the authority to let it go. But maybe God put something on your heart or someone that you need to apologize to because you are the one who needs to be forgiven for what you did. Those are sometimes trickier situations, but almost always, except for the rare circumstance of, of uh, abuse and things like that, there's a chance to make amends, to reach out. And I can't tell you throughout my life how many awkward emails I have sent people asking for forgiveness for things that seem minuscule or happened so long ago. If God gave you that moment, embrace it, follow it. You'd be surprised to the good stories that come from that. Uh, as to if you'll get the full reconciliation out of it, time will tell. But you know what? Apologizing to other people and saying sorry, that often brings healing for them. Well, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing that, that we owe one another as followers of Jesus. So... As you go throughout this week, allow God to keep working and meeting with you with this kind of stuff. I know it feels heavy. Uh, I know it's hard sometimes, but it is work that really makes a difference and frees you and others. And that's why Jesus calls you to it. He wants to see you broken from bondage in every way possible. He is all about your liberation. All right, go in peace. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. If not sooner, thanks.